So let me get this rolling here. So welcome to Last Generation Outdoors podcast. We have Jordan Nuss. Why don't you tell us who you are, where you can find, where everybody can find you, and uh, just tell us why you wanted to come on. Awesome. Yeah. Hey. You know. Thanks, Mason, for having me and Colin. Yeah. As you uh, said, I'm Jordan Nuss. Uh, I started. I live in Denver, Iowa, right now. Um, I work up, grew up. Mason, I opened my um, star with Mason back when I was at Do It Molds. Um, still currently work in, uh, in in Waverly right now as production supervisor. But right now, I came on here to talk about what I am doing now and what I'm building as a career, um, and opened up my own you know outdoor business and you know, what I do and, you know, how I help solve a lot of problems for a lot of hunters out there, um, you know, and coming on here and, you know, being able to help the last generation outdoors, um, kind of inform them what I do. And, you know, there's really a big networking thing for me is trying to get my, what I do out there and, you know, bring a lot of hunters out that run into a lot of heads out there. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your business that you're going to start? So I started my outdoor business. I'm uh, Nuss Outdoors. Uh, currently, I'm basically rolled in with my foundation of Rolling Bones Outdoors. Um, and what we are is I'm an outdoor adventure advisor. Uh, so I help, you know, solve what I do is I match the hunter with the hunt. Uh, we go through, a, we have our own dashboard system set up as a free user. Um, gives you all the access um, you can to hunts. Um, where you want to hunt, how do you want to hunt, what do you want to hunt with, why do you want to hunt there, you know, what's a, you know, who you want to go with, um, kind of gives more of a little personal, personal side of the hunting experience, um, rather than just going out to an outfitter and booking a hunt, not realizing what you're getting yourself into, and, you know, basically what we, what, what I am and is doing is taking that headache away from those guys and not having a fine line there's a fine, there's a line between the, the outfitter themselves to the individual um, for the people hunting. There is no gray area. Everything's laid out. They have access to our, you know, country air service that we have hundred um, percent, which they're out, they're founded out of, or we're out of Spearfish, South Dakota. Um, but I am an open advisor where I, you know, still currently live in Iowa and basically branch it off to that, but there, everything rolls back into where my foundation is and how I'm growing um, as an advisor um, currently too. I mean, we, my advisory is what I'm doing, my outdoors as well, is continue looking to grow. And I'm out, you know, looking for advisors myself, um, you know, being able, who wants to have this, you know, start this career. Um, but I also branching off and doing my own video. I'm looking to grow my podcast, looking to kind of fulfill that dream I had ever since being in the outdoor industry and never really had a foundation to go back on really start with and everything going back to and that's what you know rolling bones outdoors is what they've what it's provided me the guy that owns this brian mayman is uh right out of denver iowa so pretty cool seeing him come from there and where he is empty open this is is pretty incredible um Mm -hmm. that's where it's at okay so do you guys help out with like the point systems and stuff like that or wow yep yeah so we totally eliminate so as so now if you're not with an outfitter or you're not with an adventure advisor or like currently you have to go in, you have to go through the DNR system. You have to go through the state and contact state and do that. We actually have a personal account service 
that does that for you. We have all the information that you get that we provide on our dashboard uh, for our members that we take care of that for you. So you say you pick the states you want to apply for. We send a reminder out automatically two weeks before it starts to, or before it starts and then kind of gives a hint to where it's going to die off to make sure you're getting your points bought. Um, so you don't miss and you continue to grow, which is, you know, there is nothing I, I strongly believe like I've with do I've been in a lot of, a lot of sale, you know, stuff to go out there and, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that says that works. This stuff is, is crazy. Um, it's how helpful it is and how relaxing it is for an outdoors to book their hunt. It's not just a hunt, you know, fishing trip, um, you know, growing to be an outdoor adventure too. So we can do, uh, you know, whitewater rafting, stuff like that. We're looking to grow. So. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, something popped up. Hold on one sec. Go ahead, Colin. Do you have any questions? Oh, I've got a couple of questions. Yep. So I, I'm big on wanting to go out west and chase either a mule deer or antelope with my bow. It's one of my bucket list things I want to do. So let's say a guy like me wants to check into doing either a mule deer hunt in Nebraska or a pronghorn hunt in South Dakota, and I want to go through you specifically. What? How would you be able to help me out to be able to give a reference to everybody exactly how it would go through? Okay, so let's just start with, uh, go to your first one. What's the first one you want to look at? Uh, let's, do the South, let's do a pronghorn hunt in okay. uh, South Dakota. Yeah, so uh, what our dash, what I do is I'd sit you down, you'd call me or I'd, you know, go to a Zoom call, pull up my dashboard, like, or pull your dashboard up for you, and I'd walk you through and like, we asked that. You know, what do you want to hunt? You said pronghorn. Where do you want to hunt? Yep. You said South Dakota. How do you want to hunt? You want a rifle, bow? You want a guided? You want a semi-guide? Um, you can pick all the way down to, you know, when do you want to hunt? Who do you want to hunt with? Um, but then we go through, break it down into those sections. So where do you want to hunt and how do you want to hunt? So we break it down where you can pick the type of lodging with. So do you want, a, do you want heavy hiking, extreme you know, walking to, uh, um, you know, do you want to light, light, moderate hiking? Uh, you can pick all the way to what's your food, you know, what, what's your food? Do you want full kitchen? Do you want, um, you know, packed lunches? Do you want all that provided for you? Um, do you want the state to be included? You know, all that breaks it down. And then what it does is we, it goes into our, into our dashboard system and, you know, it shuffles all that out to how you, what you wanted it'll pull all of our pronghorn hunts that match the criteria that you want. And it'll pull those hunts to your dashboard. So you don't have to go through, you know, say we have 50, 60 hunts in that area. It'll pull exactly what you're looking for, what you answer to these questions. We'll pull those, so it can narrow those, you know, 30 hunts down to five or six. Um, and then it goes through that. And the, uh, the outfitter itself has to fill out this, uh, um, basically hunt experience. So they lay out for you. This is what you can expect. It gives you a shot opportunity. You think you're going to expect the range of, you know, buck that you're looking for. Um, you know, how is it going to be? Do you have over the counter tag? Are you doing a draw tag, a landowner voucher tag? Um, and then it goes and it breaks it down. Okay. You can expect moderate to light hiking. You can expect uh, your meals provided. You can expect when to, and it tells you, and it goes also gives you a list of hunting, uh, kind of a hunting guide step-by-step step, what, what you can expect to bring, you know, 
a sleeping bag, all that stuff, what kind of gun. And it also brings you back to the product catalog we have too. So if you don't have something that you think that the outfitter protects really important, it highlights it. And you can click on one button, it takes you right to it instead of shuffling and buying online. And like I said, it gives you a whole, and then it goes to a fact, it gives you media, you know, the cool thing, gives you all the layout, all the pictures and harvests it's had um, at that outfitter. And then once you purchase that hunt, you get in contact with outfitter and you have phone to phone conversation with them, letting them, you know, know what, uh, what the, you know, kind of fill in that lines. If you got any questions, they're there to answer to them. And you have open contact to them as well. Hmm, cool. Yep. So what if, are you, are you guys booked or linked up with any outfitters that are in, you know, South Dakota? If you are, where are some of the outfitters located at in what state if you're with them? Oh, so, so it gives you, it actually gives you the map location on it. Um, we don't bring it down to the specific state or not the state, but the, the city or uh, town that you're in, obviously for the, the purpose of, you know, kind of get you in there. It gives you the region of the area, but I mean, all over South Dakota, uh, but like they were by Spearfish, uh, but also hooks in, you know, Spearfish is right in the border of, you know, 15 minutes or 20 minutes to your west is Wyoming. Um, so it kind of lays it. It's kind of hard. You can you can see on your dashboard. It's hard to hard to explain, but it pulls it out and gives you a full picture of what where they're at on your dashboard. Okay, so that's through Rolling Bones then. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Rolling Bones. So is that kind of the same way if somebody wanted to go on like some like uh, fishing trip, like if you wanted to go to Lake Michigan to do some like lake trout fishing or salmon fishing in like superior lake or walleye fishing in uh i can't think of the lake right now by ohio i can't think of it um erie erie yep 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 so they have all the the, uh, branch you know outfitters that pull that in there but yeah it's just like you're fishing you pick a fishing what do you want to fish how you want to fish um do you want to provide the gear do you want to bring your own gear you know stuff like walks you right along the vine and okay. yeah it, it, it's just like the hunting thing it's 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 pretty cool okay all right so uh, um have you got anybody but booked at the whitetail classic then or we got with, with uh what i do with the, the whitetail classic is a lot of you know a lot of bypassing so a lot of them is getting them as users um, okay. showing them the dashboard and then so you don't really don't not really looking to make a huge uh, the sale or talking about how you really pull up their, set their dashboard up for them so they can go back and, you know, kind of go. And then, then I get in contact with them and I get back, hey, you got time to do that Zoom call, walk you through, you know, what we were talking about there because, you know, we don't want to take a lot of their time while they're here. Oh, we lost you. Uh, they got a lot of other stuff going. Yeah, we lost you, Jordan. Oh, uh, shoot. Oh, we lost video, but we still got audio. Huh, where the video went. <laughs> I had that same issue a little while ago. Yeah, he'll be back on in a little bit. Yeah, no, the video can't see, but yeah, the uh, yeah, so we're really looking to try to get them into our system and then come back in contact with because they're on a uh, um, you know, they're moving through here pretty quick and there's uh, a lot of traffic. Um, it, but also depends. I mean, if you get the right, the ones that come in and are really looking for it, um, you know, looking to, to join this, uh, they'll sit down, he's walking through, 
Uh, like I said, we also have custom rifles too. We have, you know, anywhere from to the product lines themselves to that, you know, as a member. So we walk them through all that stuff too. It's pretty, it's very cool. You know, I, and it's actually something I love, love doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, so uh, you mentioned a little bit for like lodges or eating or whatever. Do you do um, like horse trips, like uh, backpacking, like for uh, say for elk, for instance? So you go on like a mule, you take mules or horses or stuff like yep. that. Yep, they even have uh, um, you know DIY hunts too, where they drop in camps and put you on a horse, and you know you want to do it on go on your own in Colorado and you know do all that. They Wow, you know, your meals, meals, everything like that. Yeah, I mean, it's anything you can think of. It can, it can be. We can, we can match you with that hunt. That's what's, that's what's pretty cool. And like I said, nothing's fine line or hidden. To everything is right there in front of you, so you know what to expect. Yeah. All right. Um, so um, going back to your own personal hunt. So what, what has been your uh, favorite hunt so so far? Ooh, my personal I, I don't know I can I can say that I'm a huge uh you know outdoors I like to bow hunt so I'd say my it's hard to leave this uh um this area to do and honestly I've never done anything really outside of Iowa hunting wise I went hog hunting um down south I actually have um, a mule deer hunt planned, an antelope hunt planned, um, and then some, um, well, I've been to South, I, I, okay, I will say a South Dakota pheasant hunt I went on was probably the coolest, coolest not, or outside of Iowa hunt that I've, I've been on. It was set up, everything is there, and it's go out and shoot your birds, and it's a good time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do have my, my stuff set that, you know, in the next year or two, I will be I can talk more on the, the elk hunting side of it, uh, the mule deer side of it, the pronghorn side of it. Um, and I'm actually getting a couple guys, you know, talking about bear hunts now, and that's been a very popular talk too, but. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure with, uh, with uh, um, the border being shut down up in Canada, I mean, last year they lost a lot of business with uh, COVID, a lot of outfitters up there did. Yep. Yep. Yeah. A lot of hunts got rolled over. Yeah, yep. Um, so yeah, a lot of outfitters in general got hit hard to that. Yeah. Not only just in Canada, just here in the United States too. I mean, a lot of outfitters because they didn't know how bad it was going to be or what was going on or any of that at the start. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So did your business get hit hard then with COVID, or no? No, no it's it was a pretty big foot because of what happened for the COVID part of it, a lot of people are looking to say once this is done, you know, they want to get out and they want to do something. So it's actually been, you know, fairly, fairly steady, I'd say, with the, yeah. with the COVID part of it. Because a lot of guys are staying in, doing their parts, looking at hunts, you know. I've talked to a lot of guys where, you know, I talk with them for, you know, half hour. And, you know, recently I just talked to a guy, um, went back to my hometown, talked to him for jeepers, 20 minutes. I want to be a member. I want to get all this stuff taken care of. And I want to go do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. You know, got him set up on some hunts. Um, and, you know, one was a bear hunt he's looking at. But me and him are planning on going on another pheasant hunt this fall. So, yeah. um, 
the growth of what I've seen, you know, being able to contact with people that I knew growing up, like hunting stuff, but able to contact with them. And, you know, there is how much they love the outdoors and where they want to go with it is, is what makes me want to come home from my day, my job every day and, you know, get on and talk hunting and fishing. That's what I love. So. Yeah. 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 Who's that? So who's that remind you of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say that'd be yeah, a so lot of Colin. <laughs> sign me up i mean that there's my dream job right there sign me up yeah, well, i, I could would love to do it for a job i could definitely help you out with that yeah uh for me i have too many I mean, interests <laughs> not only hunting and fishing but a lot of other shit too <laughs> yep. so um but what's uh a, what's a membership huh? cost what's uh, here's a membership the crazy cost part. to do that so i'll, I'll tell you Oh, what the heck? My member, so the membership, this is pretty crazy. And remember, this is going to be a year price. So 50 bucks a year, you can be a member, get the discount on everything. Um, we st you still get the application services and the stuff like that, but you basically get it shortened down to, you can pick one state. So if you have a focus on that, you're going to go on one, say an elk hunt, and you want to have, that's all you want to look towards is building an elk hunt. You know, 50 bucks a year can 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 do that for you. Um, but the highest, the, the best one, um, or the number one that I've been pushing that a lot of guys, you know, like I said, I talked 20 minutes with her on board. So it's 150 bucks a year. So it's one payment once a year. And then you get unlimited applications on the, you know, the, the concierge service. You get the same discounts on all the hunts. And, you know, you just have more of that walk through, you know, the dashboard, everything like that. So um, it's, it's pretty crazy. It lets you, lets you go on, you know, kind of set two or three hunts up for the future at a time, not just, uh, I have to do this and then, oh man, I want to do this one. So for bang for your, for your buck. And it's, it's pretty crazy. I don't know if you take 150 divided by what, 12, not even sure what that is. Um, a little over $10 a month. 150 divided by 12. Yeah, you're looking at 1250 a month. I mean, I don't know where you can go and get the service and stuff that, you know, we have for 1250 a month. And that gives you your own dashboard. So that gives you all access to anything, you know, through Rolling Bones. You get the special deals. You can get the notifications. You get a free catalog, you know, every quarter that comes out too. Um, and then you obviously you'll have me. And then as you want to come, if you want to be an advisor like myself, you pay 25 bucks a month is all but so i so i pay so like i'll say now i do the 150 for the year i pay 25 bucks a month to be an advisor so about 300 bucks a year i'm doing the, the job of my dreams is my foundation hmm. yeah it, it's 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 crazy yeah and then i you think it paid off of how many people actually sign up for hunts or how how does yeah. that work out on yeah, your so end then so you do it as a you get it as an advisor so you know products you get stuff back on your products. You get stuff back on, you know, the hunts you sell. Um, and then, oh, that's probably, you know, the hunts and the, the two things, hunts, rifles, um, and then any of the products, I guess, in the hunts. Hmm. But like me branching off, putting my own brand, brand to it too. So I'm looking at, you know, busting out, trying to grow and do that videoing, do the, you know, getting that GoPro and doing all that. Um, yeah, 
and getting guys. So my, my goal is, and what I love to do is not me shooting the animal myself, but being able to go in and, uh, you know, say a guy buy a hunt for me, be able to go with him, pay that non-hunter expense and go in there and videotape him as he pursues, you know, kind of, you know, like a lot of these guys are hunting their dreams. Um, and I can be there to capture it for them and you'll have it there, have that back for them. Mm -hmm. And then obviously my other thing would be growing a podcast kind of like you guys. And, you know, if we come back from that hunt, get that guy on the podcast and talk about, you know, how was the outfit or how was your experience? You know, how help was it? How much time we save, how much, you know, money you save, you know, going through, you know, what I do. So, mm -hmm. um, a big goal. Um, but man, when you're talking hunting and fishing, man, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, no. I can tell you one thing. The podcasting is pretty easy. <laughs> yep. Yep. So any questions there, I can help you out there. Um, yeah, my wife actually has hers too. Oh, your wife has a podcast too. Yeah. Yep. She's, she's, uh, she's got a lot of, she does it every morning at four o'clock. Really? What does she do? Yep. What, what's what's your her, her podcast called death of a dream really okay so yep. what's that about that multi good question <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. she's got her own brand um she's you know writing her own books she's doing all that so she's getting to live her dream too from home so yeah i'm getting and that's why i'm doing this wow yeah that'd be that'd be awesome yeah, and yep. if you if you want to help out, uh, need help out with the brand, you know I do photography on the side. So, oh yeah, and, I know I got your name down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because but the videoing part, I mean, Colin and I are still struggling on that part. So, yep. and uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're trying to do our videoing and all that stuff. But right now, that's kind of uh kind of more experimental as of right now so i'm still trying to get used to it not everything else so but uh yeah so hey uh so i noticed there was a picture that you did upload on facebook and instagram and it's a picture of you with two bucks why don't you tell us the story about that how about that hunt oh man it yeah. was crazy um so i've had a rough rough couple uh um dear Stephen before but you know i make it a Ever since I was, God, I go back to young teenage boy. I used to go hunting with my shotgun hunting with my cousin, Josh and Dave Fagenbaum. I've um, been going with them ever since. Um, had some pretty good luck in that. Yeah, last year went out, you know, obviously a beautiful shotgun season we got. Um, you know, sitting there, you know, we were sitting there, got a bunch of deer come through, and lucky enough that the one on the right, the big wide one with the big brow tines, um, you know, stepped out, boom, shot him. He ran to me, shot him a couple times. We're sitting there, and I'm guessing this big one was, you know, in that group as well somewhere. But, you know, he tried to sneak through on the on the back end of it and, you know, didn't didn't work out for him. It went out, and that deer scored just over, just about a little over 160. So really? my biggest deer of, um, you know, with a gun, you know, gun through there. So, yeah, yeah within, you know, less than two minutes I had you know over 300 inches of deer or 300 inches of antler laying there on the ground wow wow so yeah. uh so what was your uh taxidermy bill on that one yeah uh I haven't gotten back yet so I oh you haven't uh, got 
So, yeah, um, but yeah, why don't you tell us about, uh, was it last year? Was it last year or the year before when you went on all those, uh, snow geese hunts? Uh, I'm actually, uh, you'll have a video here come up here pretty soon. I'm actually going down there this Thursday and Friday again. Oh, really? Iowa. But, oh man, you can't, uh, oh, I'd say, I, you know, I go back to my craziest hunts. Those are it, man. Those are, those are something. So we go down there, you know, Southern Iowa, that was two years ago. Uh, I'm going down with my brother and cousin um, and his dad and, you know, grandpa. Pretty cool. Been going down there since we were little. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we get down there, you know, go over by the refuge and holy moly, you know, the refuge is white. And, you know, all the snow is melted. So you look out across this lake and going, oh, boy, that's not ice on the water, you know, type. <laughs> so we kind of knew, like, this is going to be pretty crazy. And then – you know, we got some land down there that we that we hunt and we drive out to that pond you know drive out to that pond out there and you know glass over it and you know half of it looks like it's ice covered and we're going oh boy so yeah we get down the you know drive down there before daylight and you know wind's playing perfect go up and it's you know got a 10 15 foot dike right in front of it where they're sitting on the back side of that dike and you know you sit there and wait and when that season breaks up and you know Actually, we had probably a couple hundred of them come back and land before we, you know, before season came in. They all came from the refuge, went in, landed in that pond with them, and man, we we uh, uh, we hammered them. Yeah. On that, so so yeah, we sat there, got that, and then they went out to a field, uh, went out there, they landed in a field, go out there and jumped, and then those two jumps, we ended up with 106 uh, snow geese. So we ended up shooting like. A little over 240 some on that on the the weekend so mm. yeah it's uh, uh, it was crazy it's <laughs> but i mean what do you do if you got your you know your brothers your cousins and your your uncle and grandpa there that's it's pretty cool yeah yeah so what's the technique on on that snow geese hunt i mean bringing them in is it just a, pretty much all live decoys or no uh, so we, ours is now there's guys that do the live decoys so ours is more of the uh um you go to the land uh you, you know we have the land we go uh, a lot of access to land down there so we go sit but we know the ponds you know they're based on the same ponds every year when they come through you know right off the missouri so um a lot of it's just seeing them on those you know, jumping on those ponds and then they go out to feeding ground and you you know you can track them for get in your truck and drive i don't know you know five or sometimes don't land they just keep going and you're then you're done for the day or for the morning um but no, you just watch they circle down and you go commission from these um, farmers and, you know, they're obviously the snow geese are <laughs> abundance and by the millions when they come through. So, you know, getting access to go out there and kind of, you put a big sneak on them basically out in the middle of the field. So yeah. um, it's, it's, give me a chance. I mean, you can get out there and they jump and take off and then you're, then you're done, but yeah, you've got to get lucky. Yeah. So do you do any Canadian uh, goose hunts or? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. We actually do that right outside of Sumner. And that's, you know, that's with, uh, and that's ever since I was little with my dad and, you know, all of his, his buddies. He actually still has a, you know, buddy Brian that still comes back and, you know, does it every year. You get out there and get in their ground blinds and sit. We have a, usually have, you know, five or six rows of corn that we sit in and the other ones lay on the layout behind and they shoot their limit. They get out the. Next bunch goes out and lay in that ground blind. They shoot their limit. So, wow. Uh, yep. And then we also do the 
early first season, you know, duck hunt. Um, I go out there and take my kid. Uh, she's seven now, so obviously she's just out there shooting. Got, you know, got her BB gun with her, but you know, we go out there. I don't even hunt. I don't even shoot. Uh, we go out there and hunt my dad and you know my uncle, and my brother. So we kind of just sit there and watch those guys pile in the ducks, and you know, she just gets experience that and gets to plink around with her BB gun. So yeah, she actually you know shot her first going back this last thing. Uh, Paul shot her first deer. Uh, really. Yep. Yep. Shot her first deer with my, you know, sitting on my, sitting on my dad's lap. So, uh, very emotional. I mean, she's was crying so excited. So, you know, a lot of emotions in that blind too. So it was pretty cool. Okay. Well, what was that with muzzleloader or shotgun or? Uh, nope. She, she borrowed actually my uncle's 350. Okay. Um, we tried the muzzleloader the year before. Uh, she did not like <laughs> when the, you know, the fire comes out and cannot see. It wasn't the wasn't her favorite. Oh, but this 350 okay. being able to adjust that, that stock to them, yeah. man, it's crazy. I mean, it really, you know, she shot, you know, we did the gun prep, gun safety, walk out there, made her shoot her, you know, shoot that target, make sure she's locked in, ask uh -huh. her four or five times she on him, and yeah, yeah. did it. So was it buck doe or? Yeah, a little seven-pointer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually pretty nice. <clears throat> so, um, and uh, I know when I from from first working with you, I always told you about the turkey hunt. So, what's your technique on the turkey hunts? Because I still yet to get mine. What? Oh, yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten my turkey yet. I'm I I mean I'm telling you I'm I I don't know what's wrong with me. I I have some voodoo curse on me about turkeys or something. Okay. This yeah, year you won't. One second. You there, Mason? Yeah. This year, you're not going to have a voodoo curse. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'll tell you, yeah, I actually took a, a guy from work this year. He actually shot his first, his first key. So, uh, okay. I'll tell you this, man. I'd, uh, besides bow hunting, you know, brought deer, man. That's, that's spring turkey. And it definitely gets me going. Uh, yeah, I shot, you know, I got one last year. Took a guy from work, got one last year. Uh, my nieces, you know, they all got them. How the secret is, I mean, a lot of times is the roost, knowing where they're at. I mean, a lot of, a lot of scouting for turkeys is, uh, is key too, because a lot of times we see them in the spring or where they're in the fall, they're not there in the spring. Mm -hmm. Um, but being able to have, you know, we have a tree called lucky tree. Um, that's notorious for shooting. You can, you know, get two or three birds out of there a year. Um, from that same, you know, basically a homemade calf hut is all it is. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's where we go. But, uh, yeah, knowing where there are, I mean, location on them. And, you know, obviously the pressure. I mean, if you're bumped up to private ground, you get a lot of, a lot of mushroom hunters, stuff like that. That makes it tough. Um, you know, we run out of that. You know, you run into that, too. We got land that bumps up to public ground. Uh, um, you know, a lot of guys that come across. You know, just mushroom hunting, um, okay. you know, but that can, 
that can really throw a wrench and i've seen that's thrown a wrench in a lot of hunts too mm-hmm. yeah well, i know that i don't know what the hell's wrong with me but i know i can't i can't get on a turkey i've had i've had shot opportunities shot and missed with bow when i first started but ever since then can't get on them <laughs> but um what's that you may have to be next on my list of getting one yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so but uh um so Colin, you got any questions yeah, I've just been sitting over here in the back listening to you two chatty Cathy's for the first time. It's just been kind of nice, you know, kicking back and listening to everything. But, uh, no, it sounds like I'm going to have to get a hold of uh, Jordan here after we're done doing the podcast and mm-hmm. pick his brain about this you... info about these hunts and yeah, and, cause I was saying, and everything. Yeah, after, after this, uh, you know, after this uh, – you know, recording or whatever, I can, I actually have my dashboard pulled up. I can actually show you exactly what it looks like too. Um, you know, and walk you through, you know, what exactly be more specific on what we, what we do and able to show you how, in, you know, in depth it gets. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I know there's a few, uh, like I said, there's a few hunts on my bucket list that I'd like to do. And I know my dad's getting up in age and stuff and, not being able to do a whole lot. I mean, he went to South, just got back from South Dakota last week or the week before or two weeks ago from hunting coyotes out in, awesome. in uh, South Dakota and stuff. And just for him to be able to finally get out, he had a shoulder surgery done. Yep. And uh, so he missed out on deer season this year and with, a bunch of other things that you know going on but yep. he said it was just nice to get out and you know there's not a whole lot more that he actually wants to do because you know i've been to south dakota antelope hunt with him we've got you know i've got that mountain in my basement he's got a black bear rug i could go on that with him um the d the dyi uh elk hunts yeah, yeah. i don't recommend them unless you are <laughs> like Cameron hayes or john dudley because even after I went in 2005, right out of high school, I was still in football shape. And I even made sure that I was able to even went running with my dad at that time frame. And uh, I was able to hold my own for about four days, but that being up in that altitude, you know, when you're sitting there at nine, 10,000 feet and you're just go, 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 because it was, I mean, it was so warm when we went out there. I mean, it was 20, you know, around 20 degrees in the morning, but by noon at 75, 80 degrees. So you're yeah, constantly gosh. trying to up and down, up and down, try and find the elk. I mean, I can honestly say my first time out, I actually had my opportunity to shoot one mm-hmm. on the uh, second day. So, I mean, we, you know, my dad is an area my dad had been to, you know, they knew it, stuff, but I tell you what, you want to talk about an actual workout and, <laughs> and everything uh, those dyi hunts they're just they're not for the average average joe that's for sure yeah that's um, that's where you get the mules for the mountains dude <laughs> oh it's yeah because i mean when you're talking about carrying 60 70 pounds on your back and then you're using a deer cart that's got more than that on your back i mean 
it, mm-hmm. it, it is. It's a lot, and it's hard on you. And if you're not in really, really good shape, and you know your body can handle it, and being up in that thin air, I mean, the mm-hmm. altitude sickness will hit you at some point. Yeah, that's the, I, that's I heard the hardest part. It doesn't matter if you how much you work out, you get that altitude is even mm-hmm. even though it doesn't feel like it's a change when you're driving, you get out and start walking. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, when I was out in yep. Colorado in high school, no, junior high, high school, and we did a backpacking trip for some program that my parents put me on. And that was the thing that told me, you're not going back. That altitude sickness is freaking horrible. And I don't know where in the hell this one woman came from, but the most memorable part about this whole trip, on our way back out, and we ran into this woman, and she had pet goats carrying all her shit going up the mountain. And I swear to God, she went into town, grabbed some shit, and she was living up in the mountains somewhere. Yeah, she was, she was something else. I can tell you that. So, junior high, high school, that was kind of a kind of a shock. You, you know, a little small town from Iowa, and you run into that. And then it's like, um, is this woman gonna eat you, or what is she gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> That would make you definitely wonder at that time point in time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so where 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 would be the easiest place to go get a bear hunt? Because that's something that I'd like to do is go do a bear hunt. But I'm not really. Are, huh. A lot of guys are going to Canada. There's a lot. Going. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of guys, and then you know, out west. I mean, you can go all over you want, but a lot of guys go north. Okay. What have you heard about North Carolina, though? Ooh, actually, I don't. I don't know a whole lot on North Carolina. I just know that there's been a lot of. Uh, I've seen it on a few of the shows and stuff, and actually checked into it because I watched a Jim Shockey episode where him and Eva went to North Carolina of all places, and he ended up shooting him and Eva both shot black bears well over 500 pounds and I was like those are big bears (laughs) and uh, I started reading and actually researching it there's actually a few outfitters out there and they say and some of them will tell you not to shoot a 400 pound black bear because they've had them as big as 750 pounds being shot out there and due to the fact of the types of food and stuff that they have available to eat out there because they have more of the crops uh, you know the beans and everything else that they have down there and they don't have to hibernate as hard as what they do like out west and up north due to the cold because it's a little bit warmer so they can pack so they'll just continually be able to grow and and stuff and oh excuse me like i said i've looked on the web pages and there's numerous people shooting, you know, well over 450 pound black bears all the time. And that's, that's seeing that. That's actually one of the things I was uh, leading up to was, you know, I'd like to try and go to like North Carolina and go do a, you know, a black bear hunt, you know, or, um, you know, doing a mule, doing the mule deer hunts and the pronghorn hunts and, um, even want to think about starting to do uh, more uh, turkey hunts out west and uh, down south to possibly try and think about connecting on that uh, Grand Slam. 
Hey, I, I'm right there with you. I'm actually thinking about next spring going out and chasing that Merriam for myself. Where are you thinking about going for that? Uh, I don't know. Like, we got ones we go. Missouri is a big okay. one. Um, we got a pretty good setup down there in Missouri. They got Merriam's down in Missouri? They're not. Uh, um, Nebraska? Nebraska, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Nebraska? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was no, thinking about I've... I was thinking no, about if Nebraska I'm wrong for... on this one. Turkey, oh, yeah. They do a spring bow only season that's in March. And if I remember right, it's around this time frame. Oh, that'd be awesome. Right? And I, I, I've seen John Dudley when I watched his YouTube channel. I can't remember if it's two. I think it's a minimum of two tags that you actually get. You might be able to get three. And you can do it all with a bow. And it's from everybody that I've seen do it has got me hooked because the toms are really, really easy to call in. And yep. it just looks like a blast to be able to go and do. Man, is, yeah. is that based on unit, though, for three or two tags? That would be something that we would want to check into. If that, I mean, that's something all three of us could plan. Yeah, for yeah. next spring, yep. you yeah. know, because it's, it's not very, it's not an expensive trip. No, I checked into it. it. It's like, I think for two tags or something like that, it's like 150 bucks for non-residents. Yep. Yeah, I know it's not expensive to go out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm all, I'm all about chasing turkeys right now because <laughs> after last year, I mean, I, I, last year I, I thought was a pretty decent year. I got to call them in and stuff. And, you know, we actually have a little bit of, you know, it was shot on a cell phone, but a friend of mine and Mason, his fiance, first time I've, uh, out actually being the hunter, opening morning, a second season uh, turkey, walks out and she didn't even hunt a half hour. Great big old Tom <laughs> comes strutting in and boom. Not a flop, not a nothing. Just straight down, dropped him in his track. Gorgeous yeah. bird, though. Yeah, that uh, actually that video I have on my my Instagram was last year, and so the guy that I went, I made sure he shot the jet toms as they're running up to the decoy because I wanted to attack my decoys, and he shot one, and then it didn't stop. That one turned around, kind of jumped on him, and then that video I got. He went right up to my decoys, strutted around there. But we sat there and watched him for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes to sit out and strut in our decoys, walk away, come back up, strut in our decoys. Um, that one morning that he shot one, my brother shot one and my sister shot one. Yeah, they're just, it's just crazy. But my brother shot, you ever shot him with a scoot and shoot? I wanted to do that. Oh, boy. So bad, but. Oh, that's a. That's a thrill. I mean, that one I got it. I mean, let ten yards. And right. I had to wait, wait till he turned around and ran the other way because he's he'd be so close. Hmm. Yeah, I think just, I think that's like more it. of a strategy for a smaller guy. I mean, you well, and I, Colin. What's that? They got big umbrella ones you can walk behind now. Oh, do like they? I, I walked behind. Mine is mine was just a fan. I have no nothing else on it. Really? Just well, that's. That's because you're skinny. You know how big I am. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. 
Oh, you don't remember? It's been that been that long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. I mean, the Merriam one, I would really love to go on. So, yep. I just need to get my Eastern first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as long as you can go first season this year, I think I've got the spot all picked out, rip and ready to go. Yeah, he's well, got it tied to the tree for you already. Yeah, I hope uh, that he I does. I mean, just, just about. I mean, I've got three different spots, and just depending on how everything sets up, I mean. That's awesome. Yeah. It should be good. I mean, our spot, I mean, there's turkeys all around. They, they normally don't leave this area. I don't know why. It's huge CRP in this area and it's river bottom and i think a lot of it is they're in, in the crp eating the grass seeds when they're sprucing up Spru- and all yep. the insects that are around yeah i think that's a big reason why there there's so many in this area mm-hmm. and uh, with the river bottoms i mean they i mean they can pick and choose which trees they want to you know roost in and stuff and it seems like we kind of got their roosting area pinpointed out in three different spots on you know, one part's public and the other two are actually, well, actually four spots. One spot's on public and the other three are on private. And the way it sets up with the way the river is, one part of the private that we can hunt is uh, right on the other side of the river is actually the other farm that we can hunt as well. And so it's just a matter of trying to figure out which farm to actually hunt it ends up being better because on the north side of the river it's the only crop fields around and on the south side it's all crp so it's, they kind of pick and choose which way they want to go which way oh, oh yeah yeah that's uh it sounds like you got a awesome place there for fishing birds yeah well just to so you, just so you know how determined i am to get a turkey i'm actually taking probably that whole week off of first season just to go Heck yeah. So even though how busy do it is right now, since we're putting in 60, 50 to 60 hours at work, nice. I'm taking that whole week off. <laughs> so I don't know. If you got a whole week off, you'll probably shoot in the first 20 minutes. Right. Then I'm going to have to go back to work. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> you know, no, you can film. No, you can start filming me because I'll be oh. carrying my bow and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm there for mainly to help call it in and record, but I mean, if we get lucky enough and two come in and you pop one and the other one mm-hmm. sticks around enough within 50 yards, I'll take a swing at it with the bow. But other than that, uh, no, we'll yeah. just flip flop. So that way you can still continue to hunt and help me out then, dang it. Yeah, yep. 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 that's awesome. Yeah, Jordan knows how how ugly my boss can be. He, he'll find out one way or another that I've shot mine. He'll be like, so when are you coming back? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's but, all right you can tell them that you still have another tag oh yeah okay yeah my bow tag go hurry up and get my bow tag after that yeah yeah, yeah that would work actually probably <laughs> <laughs> so but uh so uh i i mean i don't have any questions i know this guy but i can't think of any right now do you have any colin uh nothing you know that you know nothing for you know, our listeners that wouldn't have in general, you know, with, you know, wanting to possibly, you know, somebody wanting to go into it, like what he is, you know, or, you know, just like with, 
you know, where to be able to find them and be able to get, you know, the information on, you know, mm-hmm. let's say you wanted to go and do a, a mule deer hunt, you know, somewhere, you know, he's already given us that, you know, great information to be able to, you know, check into and be able to mm-hmm. go and do so. But yeah, yeah, if you get this, I mean, if you'd be advisor, they'd be coming. That's all yours. You go ahead and do it. Yeah. But uh, what about Gould's turkeys? Did you get anybody signed up for Gould's? No. I... No? Nope. No? Okay. Well, damn. I tried. <laughs> Why would you want to go and shoot that? I mean, yeah, they're very colorful, but to me, why would you want to go to Mexico just to shoot a bird? I mean, I know there's I people out there that do it. Okay, you're one of them crazy people then, because <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't see the need for it. You know, Florida, okay, that's kind of pushing it and stuff, you know, but I mean, I guess to, you know, each their own, but I mean, that's just going after the super slam for turkeys is just not my cup of tea okay so watching those meat eater videos of going on those coos deer hunts (laughs) i mean that that's a country that i would probably actually enjoy dude yes i would love to shoot a coos deer yeah well i heard arizona's kind of tough to try and get in for the units for those the unit yeah arizona's tough anywhere yeah because isn't there elk hunt that they have out there and that uh, yeah. one certain unit, it's like a once in a lifetime tag. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 So, but yeah, Mexico would be the place for a coos deer, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, um, so anyway, uh, I got one last question though. We kind of asked this, uh, question for, everyone that's on here uh what do you think or believe is the best way to get somebody in or to recruit them back into the outdoors whether it's child adult um girl woman whatever whatever you think man man i love that question um i mean it's it's if you're ever on the fence like I'll give an instance. So my my wife, um, before before we even got married, mm-hmm. um, I took her. She wasn't a hunter. She wasn't any of that. But one day she just say, "Hey, can I go bow hunt with you?" Mm-hmm. And you know me as a bow hunter going, "Well, what? Like why? You know why? This is my time." Mm-hmm. Um, of course, me dating her going, "Yeah, sure, let's go do it." And I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. We went out there. We didn't see a deer. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't uh, see a deer. It was all squirrels. It was quiet. So we got back to the truck. She looked at me and goes, man, I, that that wasn't for me. And I was like, you know what? You know, I get that. But she's like, no, but wait. It wasn't for me, but I understand 100% why you do it. Mm-hmm. Being able to sit there, watching. I mean, it was at night, watching that sunset on a tree stand with the clear sky. You know, man, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, man. Uh, with that, you know, seeing that painting that had what God paints that sky at night. I mean, just imagine like I picked, man, I'm getting goosebumps. But seeing that, just picture that out in Colorado. Picture that, you know, even fishing. I mm-hmm. mean, yep. it's a passion. It's a passion. It's a love. Um, you know, it's, you know, some guys you take out there, they shoot something. They're like, oh, it's just, you know, they're more for the shoot. But, man, I could go out there. 
if they get the passion to go and, you know, kind of like me, you know, kind of like Colin, you guys, I mean, you go out there, you're willing just to call the bird in for them. You're willing just to take this individual, yep. you're willing to mm -hmm. do whatever you can for this individual to be successful and love the outdoors. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, I mean, that's the reward itself. And being all, I'm getting lucky that my kids are like it, but I think it's because they see the passion that I love for the outdoors, not just, you know, killing stuff. It's for me just going out there and then my wife going, you know, it's not for me, you know, sitting out there and, you know, being chilly or cold, but I understand why you love it so much. I never understand that's, you know, that's kind of like my me time. It's where I get to think it's where I get to just relax and, you know, nothing else in the world matters, but that moment that I'm in is, yeah. is why I do it. And then there's people out there that, that have that, that just don't know it. You take them out there one time, you know, they could be my wife, like my wife would go, man, it's not for me, but man, that sunset that I saw this morning is, you know, that sunset I saw tonight is, is crazy. Or you take mm -hmm. some turkey and see that, you know, when that sun comes up, it's chilly out, you know, it's fog across the ground and that sun's coming up, you know, the birds are just hammering. I mean, there's, man, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know how if, but if a person get excited for that and, you know, willing to get up at that early in the morning to have that opportunity just to see nature wake up is, is a passion. I believe that's mm -hmm. why I believe it's a passion. It's an obsession. Um, there's a lot of bad stuff you could be doing besides out there hunting for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. For, you know, you perfect. I mean, just to go back real quick, you know, Mason was the one and only Tom I've ever shot in my life. The second Turkey, my entire life was, uh, my wife was actually, we weren't, uh, we were engaged to be married and uh, I want to say, was, was it 2017? Yeah. No, it was 2018. So almost three years ago, um, me, Mason, and my wife uh, decided to go out on a morning turkey hunt. I told her I wanted her to experience turkey hunting one time. Mm -hmm. And because she was like your wife, you know, she's on the fence, never grew up in a hunting family, you know. I says, well, you need to experience it so that way you know what it's like. And uh, so just what, know what you're, you know, getting into and stuff. And she's like, okay. She hated the part about getting up early in the morning and the drive going there and everything. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she hated every part of that. But after we, you know, me and Mason, you know, we located the bird. And all of a sudden, you know, as we were locating them and finally heard where they were, and I looked over at her to see her get wide-eyed. I'm like, okay, that there's something here. And then to be able to, you know, got her set down so that she would be nice and comfortable. You know, I did it. And then, you know, trying to get Mason set up, you know, that way if they come one way, Mason was going to get a shot with his bow. They came the other way around this pretty much thicket in the uh, woods there. They could, like I said, they, they had, there was only two ways they could go, either yeah. by Mason or past me. And I had the gun and he had his bow. And, I mean, we were only, what, 20 yards apart, Mason, yeah. that morning? Yeah. And uh, we had him just, I mean, I it was the best morning we had. I mean, <laughs> I had, it was just, I'd call, boom, all three of them, just boom, right off the bat. I'd wait a little bit, call again. Boom, Boom, all three of them. And I mean, 
it was just nonstop call, boom, hammer, call, boom, hammer. And then I finally did it. I looked over at her and she's just wide eyed and she was just kind of, you know, doing the little point. Yep. And I was like, okay, now I'm going to have fun. I know they're hammered up. So I'm just going to sit there and just really give it to them. And I just went call, hammer, and then they'd call. And I just did that back and forth for about 10 minutes nonstop just to get them. And you could finally hear that they started coming in closer after I started doing that. Yep. And then I just waited, let it get quiet. And they'd call. I mean, they'd gobble a few times. But then I could start hearing the wrestling. I was like, okay, I got to try and get one of these guys to gobble close and get her shaken. And I did just a really light call just to see where they were at. I could hear them, but I couldn't see them. Yep. I did it one time, and I was watching over when I called her. To hear that one, her eyes just got huge. And she goes right there. He's got to be right there. And then he stepped out, and she was just watching. And he he was half strut looking around. And I, when he stepped out, I was like, nope, I ain't going to wait no longer. He was within range. I let that, I let it bark and off I went after him. And Man, she fin- after, after it was all said and done, she's like, you know, like your wife, I understand why you do it. She said it was the neatest thing because you would, you, you, she got to hear the woods come alive. Yep. And she said that was one of the neatest things she ever got to experience. And she was like, you know, I'm an animal lover, but. After seeing one of them up close, she's like, I think I could shoot one of them ugly things. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I was like, just look at look at the coloration, you know, because everybody thinks the turkey's black. It's, they're so full of color. They're purples and blues and greens and Green, browns yeah. and whites. You know, there's not really a black feather on them. It's either a dark purple or a dark navy blue, you know. Yeah. But I... I think I, I always call them the dumbest smart birds around because, you know, they make grown men cry and everything else. You know, something that's got this, the brain the size of a pea, but yet, you know, wants to come in and pack a foam decoy, but yet, God forbid, if you move an inch and a half or, you know, freaking don't move and just blink and they can see that and you're like, well, what the hell? Yep. You know, it, that's what I, why I'm getting more and more hooked on the, the turkey hunting and stuff but for her you know like i said it was the same you know kind of the same example and mm-hmm. i think just if somebody's like you said on the edge i think we need to help kind of you know push them just to come out and see yep and just maybe not do you know not even worry about taking a boat just show them the real reason why people like you and me and mason and everybody you know this dying breed of hunters the main reason why we go out is not to go out and kill an animal. It's to yep. enjoy everything that comes into it. You know, have I've had squirrels walk up, up, up uh, walk on my back, you know, because I fell asleep on the ground deer hunting with my dad, you know, yep. it, you know, seeing raccoons mess around and then one being a jerk and knocking the other two into the <laughs> water down below it, you know, it's stupid little things like that mm-hmm. that keep drawing me back is because, nothing's ever the same every time you walk into the woods mm-hmm. oh, yeah. something new is always going to happen and something different always happens yeah yeah because for me i took the last two years off of uh hunting because my wife was having a child and um and uh my mom had chemo so i was trying to keep on keep an eye on her also because she had kind of a rare aggressive type of breast cancer and so I took that 
those two years off because of those two reasons. And um, last year when I finally got back into the woods, I was like, holy shit, this is what I've been missing. Yep. Because I was just totally all t- kinds of stressed out and everything. And then once I got finally back into the tree stand, I was like, this is just something I've been missing the whole time. So, okay. yeah, but so that's kind of the reason why we call ourselves kind of like the last generation, because I mean, the old ways of hunting and the lifestyle is kind of disappearing. It's all, all about, you know, the horns, the yep. size of the horns and, you know, stuff like that. And they're not looking back on, the kind of like the question I asked you and the answer you gave. Yep. So that's why do you do it? I like to kill stuff. Yeah. Yep. So, but anyway, I know that you're busy. You're down at the deer classic and you tell all those guys that are down there that uh, we say hi and hopefully next year, Colin and I will be able to get down there and uh, meet up with you again and whoever else that's down there. Yeah, heck yeah. But yeah, you guys got to record and I can show you a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Colin's got some time to okay. you through a bit. Uh, yeah, you're still kind of, your screen's kind of disappeared, man. So yeah. let me stop recording this and then how about this? We'll try this because I'll probably stay on also. Uh, you, you, you go ahead and leave and then go back to your email and join back on. Hopefully that'll help. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Yep.